Justin Timms about to kick off Brooklyn Horror Festival. How's it all coming together? Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we're we're kicking off tomorrow, so we're uh, in the middle of finishing up some stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to do what I can to spread word. I'm I'm happy we have a really high quality genre festival in New York. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. We've been working hard for almost 10 years now. So it's, it's, uh, it's grown a lot from, from where we started. So how did it start? Started, uh, we did three, three nights at, I think it was just three nights at videology back when we had videology. Uh, yeah. uh, I think we maybe did, I think the first night was only just one movie and then it was like Saturday and Sunday we did couple movies and called it a festival <laughs> and started it with that um but then it's it's grown every year we kind of been all over been all over brooklyn like um we did a little bit at alamo we did nighthawk uh nighthawk has been like the one consistent uh i think starting with the second year uh and now we finally like have moved fully into nighthawk so the whole the whole festival will be at nighthawk this year just opening at uh, Prospect Park and then everything else at Williamsburg. Nice. Yeah, I think I was at Nighthawk Williamsburg and you also did Williamsburg Cinemas last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, which was nice. Um, it was nice to have like the two venues like because you could walk like they're they're two right. blocks away. But it was it's also like we have such a small team like running a whole second theater kind of was a lot for us so it's nice that we're like just in one place so we can get everything done there so and just comms like having less content you know have one point of contact instead of multiple groups and and yeah yeah it's just like there's so many unexpected things with running a festival that like come up last minute and then it's like it's easier just like one <laughs> one place we, we have to figure out all that stuff so yeah for uh, sure yeah yeah, and you're saying, you know, DCPs having one one projectionist to deal with is better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone has their own like little little unique workflow, which I mean, they all work. We figure it out, but it was it's always fun, like because you don't figure that out really until you get there, and then you, you see who the projectionist. And sometimes they're changing. You know, they have somebody working the weekend, and then during the week, somebody else. So it's nice. We're it's nice now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bring my own gear a lot of the time. Like last night we did a screening and I just, I am using my own projector and screen yeah. thing. Cause it's like, it's actually in that sense easier than hoping that they, hoping that the, the third party did it. But I mean, venues like Nighthawk are great. This was me doing like a pop-up at a, at a private club. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that too. The first year we also, we were showing movies at, uh, basically like a watch factory. It was this, this company thrown watches. They like, oh, wow. um, they make like watch bands, like leather watch bands. They're really nice. Um, but they liked horror movies too. So we were in there and it was just like our own screen, our own projector, like setting things up, trying to get the movies to work <laughs> and, and all that at the beginning. So, and I, I still like brought my projector to the festival for yeah. like, like four or five years after just as a backup just to like just i have something in the car that i know works outside if we need I have, it. Uh, if in, i have a giant sony 4k right behind me and then yeah. I have 
like yeah always yeah. Deal, like, always having redundancies yeah so i'm actually did, i am oh, bringing my projector this year uh not not that we need a backup at nighthawk but we're doing like a trivia thing this year so oh, right i'm bringing it just as a backup for that because the the bar is supposed to have a projector for that but i'm like i'm just gonna bring it in case we need it it's there like we can figure it out so it's cool that you're doing not just screenings and you're having you know gatherings that are like movie related because i mean i preach all the time just about how the cinematic experience you know is is not just walking into the movie, walking out, you know, like, and, and being alone, connecting with other people, talking about it and sharing your, you know, ideas and feelings is, is the best part. So I'm happy that, that your festival is creating the territory for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've done, we've, it's always been like a big, it's actually kind of like this year's like a smaller amount um we we kind of like had to reduce the program from last year too with the two venues like just moving into one so it we, we're actually showing less quite a few less screenings this year so we had to cut back on events but we always have we have parties every night there's there's always a party and then there's um we've done miskatonic classes every year probably every year of the festival maybe except for like one um which um which they're great and then we're we're doing a trivia and we have like uh we're doing an award ceremony with bill lustig um so that's our first time ever doing like a tribute award we made this really cool award that we're gonna give to him and um and uh yeah there's but like events have always been a good like a good like solid piece of our program um as aside from just showing movies so I'm happy you're doing the Miskatonic stuff always too, because I think Kirla is like an incredible reference point for everyone. I was I posted yesterday that the the audiobook of uh, House of Psychotic Women came out just yesterday. That yeah. You're, uh, I've been diving into that, and I think it's you know it's basically like Paul Schrader transcendental style in film is like the number one, and House of Psychotic Women is number two. I think yeah. like yeah. of just film books and i love that it's a genre book you know yeah yeah i actually don't have it i never i have like like four of her books on this shelf over here but i don't have that one. um but i'm i know of it i just haven't got around to it yet but you can get the audiobook now so it's yeah easy. <laughs> it's after the festival i'll have time for that yeah definitely yeah not right now so what's like your background that brought you into, you know, so heavy into genre, into horror specifically? Um, I, I just, it's just like always been that way. I just, I've always been into, I, I, I used to be an editor, um, years ago, but, um, I, I was just, I was doing like a bunch of movies. I, I mean, some of them I cared about, but I was like, I really don't care about like these kinds of movies and it's not for me um and then it was like moved into like more of like the editing side of like like the marketing world um like making videos on like uh for like researchers on like how to market to to millennials and stuff and it was just like oh my god this, this is the worst so I, I uh i did that for a little while i mean it pays better than anything else i've done but um 
it just wasn't for me. So I kind of like uh, just just one day just decided like I'm done doing all that. I'm just gonna leave and do my own thing and like figure it out. And that's what I've been doing. So love it. There was a study done that I love, love, love about coping with the pandemic and lockdown and all the horrors of the last few years and how people who consider themselves big horror movie fans coped better with yeah. the disruption. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I, I remember seeing something like that too. Like, um, yeah, the whole like, the whole pandemic thing, like, cause that's, I started the, I like left my job and like all of that, like maybe like a year before so it was like totally, I was totally ready for like the work at home. Like everything was set up. I didn't, it was no change for me. I was already doing, I was already doing what I was doing, except like my wife was now home with me too. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you but, think about like horror movie people in terms of the way, the personalities and the, you know, the psychology behind people who are obsessed with horror? I mean, you see, like I literally, I have like a malignant mask behind me and a tourist trap one over there like what do you think about the society in terms of like looking at people who love violent horror movies and and the sensitivities there yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i mean it's uh i feel like it's 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 like different now than it was like I don't know 10 years ago like it it used to be like kind of looked down on more but not so much anymore uh it's kind of more i don't know is it more popular now and that's not more maybe not the right word but it's uh there's some more highbrow stuff i guess i don't know um but uh so yeah i don't know it's 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 interesting like to see that how far it's like grown and changed in the last few years so you like the state of, of horror today uh i do yeah um i i i really do um like i i've been it's i'd never get to watch like any of the new like i just saw talk to me uh that days ago <laughs> and yeah. um I'm like I'm always like months behind everyone else on because I, I I have four kids like I don't go to the movie theater uh, almost ever um, and they're they're too young they're too young to like really go see a horror movie in the theater and then they're also just like not interested really <laughs> they're like some of them are kind of interested but they're mostly not interested in horror movies um, so the baby is like the most he like screaming at me today like he wants to go to home depot to see uh the decorations because he loves our uh, um but the other ones not so much so i'm always like a little behind but like i just saw talk to me and i was like this is this is awesome like no wonder everyone's talking about this for the last <laughs> few months uh, so tell me about your you have yellow veil also so you work on the festival side as well as the distribution side what's the, where did that kind of come into the picture in your in your work life yeah i mean the festival kind of uh the festival kind of like led into that um 
in between when I was an editor and, and starting the festival in Yellowvale, um, I also did some distribution like for some other companies and um, and mostly like on the theatrical side. Um, but then I kind of through the festival, I met um, I met Oog and Joe, who are my partners at Yellowvale, and we kind of um, their backgrounds are also like in the festival world. Oog um, used to run at two festivals, and um, and Joe he didn't run a festival, but he was like the festival person for Visit Film, so he was like booking all of their festivals for five years or so. So I was working with Joe all the time because we would be booking movies with them, um, and Joe would always just be out at the festival, and we be talking and then eventually it kind of like grew into um you know we could start a genre company in the US because like there aren't any like everyone they're kind of like there's a lot of European companies that are, that kind of like follow that that model but not really in the US so we kind of just we we actually we kind of like we're not ready we were like, let's launch, let's like plan on this thing. And then we we got our first movie, which was Lose. And we, we were like, oh, okay. So now we like actually have to do this and get going. And um, the premieres at Fantasia in three months or whatever. And then it's like, get everything ready in the next three months. So. And what's that been? What, what has that been? Four years? Is it? Uh, I think, no, it's five. I think it's, this is our fifth year. So what's been the you know the story from lose to today because you're doing a lot you're doing a lot of movies this year we're doing a lot more now yeah. yeah this was definitely our our most busy year i mean we actually um we used to just be a sales agent and then we moved into distribution and now we um the first year our first release was knocking uh which we did and we did a theatrical release but we released oh, it yeah, yeah the sundance the um swedish uh one from sundance what two years ago um yeah so but, uh yeah we put it in theaters and then we did an october release and then i was like we can never release a movie in october ever again because like the film festival is too much for me and i can't i can't do both uh so now at this point we're kind of uh for the rest of the year we don't have any more releases so we're kind of like going to slow down and then we'll pick it back up like early next year with our next release. So, but yeah, it's been a busy year, like since moving into distribution, especially and still doing the same amount of like titles on the sales side. So how do the roles break down between the three of you and, and whomever else is on the team? Yeah. Um, we kind of all do everything. Um, we, there's like specific things that we all do, like, um, like Joe still handles like booking our festivals and I still handle the theatrical booking and um, uh, Oog like handles like all of our Blu-ray bonus material creation and um, making sure like the delivery of all that metadata and everything like gets delivered on time and things like that. Um, so, it, but then like on like the day-to-day -day, like decision-making and like, what money we're going to spend and where and what movies we're going to buy and what movies we're going to acquire and sell and and all that like um deciding if a movie works for us for distribution or for sales like that's kind of like a team effort um and then we have some other uh people on the team too like we have 
um, someone who's like our sales coordinator, Nicole, um, who she really just is great. She because like I can't open like a Google Doc like for some reason and and stay organized. Um, and she's like amazing with that, so it's a really good fit. Um, uh, I don't I don't know why. Like I just get sent to Google Doc, and I'm just like, guys, I I'm not gonna add the information you want into this. I'm similar. Like I I use I use a, an app called Notion that is like for me it makes more sense. And Google Docs having all different Google Docs drives me nuts. So like to my yeah. team, like that's like something that we're always. They're like, could you see the Google Doc? And I'm like, you can't say things like that to me. Like, yeah. no, I don't, you know, I don't want tabs open. I don't want, you know, I want one document. So I only look at one, one document and, and they need to direct me if they want me to look at something else, but like in the moment, you know, like they yeah. can tell me right now, but not like keep track of it. I, I, I can't do it. it. It, for some reason, doesn't compute the same way yeah. you said yeah yeah and i'm just like i'm sorry like i know it would be helpful for you if i if i did this but it's i just i know if i do if i do say i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it for a week and then like shit's gonna get crazy and then i'm gonna yeah <laughs> yeah because i'm not gonna keep 75 tabs open and and all that yeah but no notion works for me because it's got a toggle feature so you can do like folders within the outline and it's really so i can make notes i can make like pages of notes on something and then just okay. make it here but not go to another document so it can be like you know my notes for you know if i like like my calendar for example i might have like a bunch of movies i'm considering for a short night or something and yeah. it might be worth. i can just click toggle and it shrinks and it's just one line and if yeah. i want to see notes, they're right there Whereas like a Google Doc would link out and that's another tab and it's like anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm making a note of uh making a note of it to look into it. <laughs> It'll be helpful. Dude, it's like my it's yeah, it, it everyone else on my team uses like different apps and stuff, but I pretty much exclusively use Notion unless we're all looking at the same document at the same time. Yeah. 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 I mean there there's such a benefit to it because it's like sometimes sometimes like your plans change whatever and i'm like all right i got two hours i can watch a movie and then it's like oh somebody organized all the screeners that we have in a nice google doc i could go through and like pick what i want to watch right now um so it's it would be nice <laughs> but I, I have that in notion next to the other next to my to-do list next to yeah. my account all in the same document it's just it's tab it's it's toggles it's really great yeah i'm gonna check it out <laughs> definitely uh, so what do you have on tap for, uh, well, you know, what's coming up? Or I guess, you know what, talk to me about the festival first. Talk to me about what um, what you're screening there what and what the selection process was like. Uh, yeah, I mean, we are we're screening uh, a little less than 40 movies this year. We have um, uh, the screening tomorrow uh, is Kill Your Lover, which is really cool because it's it's we're it, we chose it as our opening night film and it's a a pair of short filmmakers who we had their short at the festival uh, a couple years ago and they're coming back uh with their first feature so that's the first time we've done that in might be the first time we've done that um at all uh from that's really nice that's very like yeah. of, of having filmmakers you know 
grow and graduate through the festival. That's awesome. Yeah, we thought it was like it was really nice, and so it kind of made sense to like spotlight it as the opening night film. Um, cool. And uh, and then that's like our only movie tomorrow, and then we'll do um, an opening night party like at Nighthawk Prospect Park in their bar. So. Um, but then we have like, we have a bunch of cool things like, like we're doing the Bill Lustig award, which, um, which is the first time we're like honoring someone with like a lifetime achievement award type thing. Um, and we're doing that, uh, doing that on Sunday evening and giving him the award. And then we're going to screen Maniac Cop or we're going to screen Maniac Cop and then give him the award, I think is the plan, but either way, <laughs> it's irrelevant. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're doing like, uh, we have a whole staff pick section, which is like mostly our midnight movies, um, because we have this like haunted video store theme for the year. Um, and yeah, we have like, there's a, a couple of world premieres. Um, there's, there's a, it's a really, really cool program, but the, the selection process, I actually, I actually was like the least involved I've ever been this year in it. Um, I guess just because of of everything else with Yellow Veil and things going on, um, but we also like we added to the programming team, so there's there's there more people to to figure it out. So I could kind of um, in the past, like I pretty much like we all saw everything and we all like collectively decided. But this year I worked more on like I did still work on some of the programming, but I still I worked on like a lot more of like. The administration stuff and like we got we have merch now and we're gonna um like we're coordinating that and like we're gonna be selling it and it was just like planning with nighthawk on what we're gonna do and and things like that and figuring out like a better badge system like we used to, our badges used to be kind of uh kind of just for show like it was just like a classifying badge of like filmmaker or press but now like we have real badges with like qr codes and your name and things like that. So it was like a lot of things that we we wanted to do for a long time, but now we're like actually making things a little smoother and hopefully like long-term it'll be better for us. Cause now like we have a system, like this is what we do and we can can do that. So we're, I did, worked a lot on making things easier for the future this year, so. And what's the programming team like? What's that process like both finding the people who who you trust to, program the movies and then what is their process of picking the movies yeah yeah we have um we've had the same programming team pretty much uh since the beginning um it's there's been matt barone uh who's our director of programming uh and then joseph hernandez um who has i think he's he came i think matt came in like middle of the first year and joseph came in like the second year um but they've been there um from since then and kind of now now like joseph has his own section like he does like we do a home invasion section which is our like new york program uh and then we we brought karen coleman onto the team for this year um as our our third programmer and uh we've we'd worked with karen like um we we worked with karen like is the reason we're, we're at nighthawk because she was the programmer at Nighthawk for a long time and we were working with her in that capacity. Um, and then since she's she's left there and she's doing her own thing now with Putra Film as Female um, and and on the side coming in to, to help us program too. So it's 
been um it's been nice because now we have a new perspective and somebody new to like bounce ideas off of and it's um you know try to figure out like what works for this year and what kind of sidebar programs we're going to do and what um what makes sense like we always do like a fear and focus sidebar too which is like just a specific country uh that we we program movies for in this year's japan so it's like figuring out you know what movies work for that what new movies what retro movies what kind of events can we like the miskatonic is under that umbrella so um so it's been um but it, i mean it's it's a lot of fun i mean it's it's fun like there's always some movies you really like that the other people maybe don't and then you kind of want to push for your stuff and then they want to push for their stuff that and you give and take a little bit. There was probably more of that this year than usual. Usually we're all pretty, we're all pretty on the same page, but this year it's been like, some people had their favorites and we're fighting for them a little, not fighting, but like fighting. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how we, how we do it. It's kind of just, we're just, we like, we watch movies, we sit in Slack and like talk about them and kind of decide what, what we could show and what makes sense and, and figure all that out. We, I don't really care about like, premiere status i think it's 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 horrible um like i mean like a world premiere i get it like you want to like say this is your world premiere you want to promote it but aside from that like i like we had we have a couple movies that were screening at the woodstock and like they're like oh it's not gonna be a new york premiere i'm like I, do you i don't care like no one it's not the same audience just because in the state of new york it's uh, new york premiere is such a and nothing to me it's like um we don't have the same audience but but we'll call it we're, so we're now we're calling those new york city premieres <laughs> um, but i'm just like i don't and and then there's other movies that are like oh it's gonna screen at beyond fest like the week before you so it's not the u.s premiere i'm like i that's great like show your movie at beyond fest like yeah make it more hyped up yeah i don't care like it, it's it's great for everyone and then you can show your movie at two festivals instead of like restricting like being like so i need this premiere and i need to like this is my movie and like take ownership of it and i'm gonna premiere it and it's like like i get it if it's your world premiere and you want to like choose your festival and and that's great and like do the best you can and like figure out your premiere and how you're gonna strategize getting your movie out but then after that it's like it doesn't make a difference to our festival if it's screened at beyond fest before us like audience wise so right you guys ever do you ever talk to the other festivals and like tag team you know say like communicate about strategizing how to launch something or or is it more like uh, is it segmented um it's more segmented probably i mean we're friendly with with them but um but i mean we did like we had a movie last year we were going to world premiere um and then the filmmakers like everyone already committed we were going to do it and then beyond fest wanted it and then the so the, the filmmakers wrote us and they were like so beyond fest wants it like do you i we already committed to you so you can ha still have the world premiere if you want and i was like guys go do beyond fest it's fine it's not gonna matter to us like um it it's that's up to you like if you want to go do it beyond fest go do beyond fest it's totally totally fine um right. And um, 
and then we you know we had the movie at our festival anyway as the east coast premiere and it sold out and did great and like everything's fine so it, it's yeah uh but it, I, I mean it's really just that it's like sometimes if like a premiere comes up i mean i'm also in touch with a lot of these festivals indirectly from yellowville because uh just Joe handles like all the booking and stuff, but I handle like delivering the DCPs and all that. So I'm in touch with them all for, for various reasons anyway. So um, it's all, it all gets thrown in the same pot and figuring things out. It would be cool if like, you know, one could, things were coordinated such that, you know, Fantasia Fantastic Beyond Brooklyn Horror put out you know shared information together and broadcasted to one another's audiences because i i follow all those festivals i don't always fly to them but yeah. it would be cool if beyond said hey check out this movie that that we really love that is playing at brooklyn horror yeah like, i mean they do they do that for sure like evram will, will send us he sent us a couple movies this year and like um like Mike Lerman from Overlook, like will call me and just right. he's like so stoked. He's like, "Have you seen this movie?" Like you, you oh yeah, you got ice cream together. Right? We did ice cream together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, like so. that's cool. I think having all yeah. these regional festivals tag team on, you know, audience. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, ice cream was was really really great um it was it was insane was so insane figuring out how to do it all um but it it worked it, it worked so well like it was really really a, a good experience so it was and then we're like all friends like i'm i'm gonna help work for overlook this year like um cool. and but now like it's always a fun now because like we go to can because we're still in all different parts of the country, but like when we're all in Cannes, like we make it a point, like we all try to get together and and get a drink one night while we're there. Um, so that's it's like a, it was a good experience, like to like bond with with all those festivals. So I'm wondering why so most of your not most, but or I don't know, a lot of your screenings are sold out. They sell out quick. Yeah, why don't you do more? Um, we, I mean, we can't really, uh, I mean, maybe we can next year. Uh, it's, was just kind of our schedule that we, we sorted out with Nighthawk, uh, for this year. Um, the screens at Nighthawk, they're not, they're kind of like the right size. Um, like they have a 90 seat, a 60 seat and a 30 seat theater. So some of them, like the smaller, we're not really using the 30 seat except for like maybe a couple movies. Um, but uh but yeah it was kind of just like the circumstance of like what we what we we because we planned like the schedule with nighthawk like before we had any movies even programmed yeah. so um so i think it, it's sort of like a, a trial year too i think for nighthawk like they want to see they they've always done well with our with our festival there but we've always done like one movie a night at nighthawk each 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 year um so now this year we were we were like let's do the whole thing and and so there's still like we're doing basically the schedule is going to be like we're doing two of those three screens like a lot of the time but right. they're going to be showing like a third movie in that third theater 
um, during the festival. So, um, so they're still like keeping their screenings going, but like maybe next year it could be something where it's like, okay, well now we have all the, all the screens. Um, but it's, it's hard to do for them. Um, because like, uh, I don't know, like Taylor Swift has a movie coming out. Right. And oh yeah, they can't book the Taylor Swift movie, which is probably going to make them so much money and like they won't have space for it so like and and the problem also would be like let's say they i don't know what's gonna happen with this taylor swift movie it's i actually have feelings about it but we won't get into it um, oh, wait, i'm interested <laughs> well just like it's like we're i'm booking other movies that i can't get theaters because taylor oh, yeah. swift decided like to release her movie in october on friday the 13th or or on the 6th whatever <laughs> i don't even know when is it? It's opening on the 13th, I think. I really don't know. Yeah. But uh, but it's just like, if that movie is like in its third week and you're making so much money, you you can't just like, you would have to just say no, like in week three. Like we can't keep it anymore because we have a festival. Um, and sometimes, you know, like these movies are staying in theaters for 16 weeks. So if you, but if you, if you end it on the third week, you're not gonna get it back because it's gonna go to another theater. So, um, so yeah, it's so I get it. It's it's a challenge to uh, to schedule. Yeah, there's not that many ones of these though, but I, I think it's you know there's gonna be two. There's not really a, a third one that it can happen for. There's Beyonce coming, and then oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but you never know. Like they don't know. Like next year. For for the schedule next, like because then there was I don't know there was Barbie this year and then now actually our festival like the Scorsese's move uh, the Scorsese movie is opening, um, I think it's gonna be at Nighthawk like on our, I think it opens like at the end like on our closing night I think they're gonna start showing the Scorsese movie. Um, I think I have tickets for that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they have like an advanced show on the nineteenth or something. Maybe it's like a, a late show or something yeah that um, makes yeah but it's like you never you don't really know this far ahead like what exactly is opening and what's like going to be really hot that week that you want to program um and we're just like a festival that's like once a year um right. so you, they're not going to want to upset uh universal or somebody who's like giving them a bunch of movies a year uh that they're making a bunch of money on so but we'll see i mean hopefully Hopefully it'll be really successful and then they can um, they can make it work to like do more movies next year. But, but we'll see. It also might be something where like maybe we can go to Prospect Park because they have more screens there. So there might be a little more flexibility. But um, yeah, because you could fill more. I mean, you're sold out, you know, weeks in advance. Like you can clearly move more tickets. So yeah, we're figuring out a way. Yeah, yeah, especially like last year, like the week of the festival and even like the days before the, the screenings, like a lot of tickets were selling because we had so many more. We had a lot less sold out last year because we had a lot. It was more spread out because we had the Williamsburg Cinema, too. So, right. We'll see. We'll figure it out. I mean, it also might be something where like we keep the, the Williamsburg Nighthawk, but we'd go back to Williamsburg Cinema to like um, add some more screenings and and sort that out but we'll see we'll see how we'll see. we have to survive this year and then we'll figure it out <laughs> next year cool well i'm excited for you know the launch i uh i'm hosting my own events tonight and tomorrow but um i'm trying to come on friday so 
on it. I'll hopefully see you then. And cool. Cool. really appreciate what you do with both uh, both Brooklyn Horror and Yellowville. I like the curation. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, but yeah, come by. Come by on Friday. I'd love to see you there. Yeah, and hope to see more people there. And um, good luck with everything. And thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thank you, man. Good luck to you too. Talk to you soon. Cheers.